Welcome back. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things Anonymous Questions. Anonymous. Later in the week on Wednesday, you're going to hear our in-depth review of American Psycho, mm-hmm. the landmark film based on Brett Easton Ellis's controversial novel. And then Friday, you will hear our in-depth review of Cabot in the Woods. Yeah. Uh, which patrons have already heard. So if you want to hear episodes extra hot and early, mm. go on over to, to patreon.com slash streaming things and subscribe. Yeah, there's a great E.T., the extraterrestrial episode up there right now. That was a gas. That <laughs> was a lot of fun. That was what they uh, my people call a hoot. Ooh, a hoot and a holler? It wasn't. I don't think so. Oh, okay. It was somewhere right. betwixt a hoot and a holler. Mm. Mm. A hooter, you might a, say. A hooter. Maybe uh uh, roll Tide. <laughs> I love how I just was able to dance right over Betwixt without you batting an eye. No. You know? That's I the mean, kind of friends we are. You're, you're the kind of dude who says Betwixt in casual conversation <laughs> and then looks around to see if anyone noticed. <laughs> huh? Huh? Anyone, anyone? No? Am I getting laid later? <laughs> or no? Or no? Buddy, it's always a possibility with you and me. That's true. That's true. So That might ad- answer some of the questions that we got. Yeah. So expl- explain this concept <laughs> yeah, so of what as, we're doing today. As part of our ongoing strike content, we are now 131 days into the writer's strike and uh, 55 days, I think, into the actor's strike. Um, and ever since the actors have struck, we have refrained from discussing any properties from struck companies except for our paid Patreon reviews. Uh, which has been very painful for us. Very. So before you complain, just imagine how it feels on our end. <laughs> <laughs> but we came up with something this time. We uh, Through Instagram, there is a, an ability to ask anonymous or solicit, you, you might say, anonymous questions from followers. So that's mm-hmm. what we have done on every page. So my personal page, Kit Laser, at Movies Art Therapy on Instagram, Steve's, uh, Whatever that is. Oh, I didn't do it on my personal. Oh, I just, you didn't? No, I just did it on the Streaming Things Pod official Instagram account. That's correct. So on Because yeah, no pages. one fucking follows me. <laughs> Carol's like, yeah, she's like, was I a good mother? Why don't you visit more often? <laughs> uh, I don't know how to answer this. <laughs> so that's what we did. We got about 40 anonymous questions uh, submitted to us, and we're going to go through as many as we can, just basically rapid fire. Yeah, and you may ask yourself, like, Kit, Steve, you guys have done a bunch of these listener mailbag submitted questions mm-hmm. uh, episodes in the past. What makes this different? And it's the key point in there. Anonymity. Anonymous. Mm-hmm. So we don't knew, know who's asking this. So you could literally ask us anything without fear of us knowing you and judging you for asking it. Not saying we would, but some people might be worried. Like, sure. I really want to ask how, you know... What that mouth do? What that mouth do, but I'm worried that Kit and Steve will see me in a different light when I ask that, me being rabbit dog in a Barbie car. <laughs> I was thinking Phil. I was going to say, <laughs> Phil, just oh, live Phil, your truth, Phil. Phil knows. <laughs> what the mouth do? Yeah, he knows what the mouth do. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so we'll just go, since you have about 20 and I have about 20, we'll go, we'll take turns and we'll both answer unless one of us is uncomfortable answering. Is that how we want to play this? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm going to dive right in. I don't even remember what these are. We are we going to go like you, me, you, me? Yeah. Like I'll read the Streaming thing, streaming Things Pod official Instagram account and you read the Kit Laser official account. Movies Correct. Therapy. But they all knew, even to my own personal, they knew this was going to be read on the podcast. Okay. So well, some of these are yeah. also to both of us. Yes, same. Um, same. What is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? 
That's the first question. The weirdest thing we've ever eaten. Yeah, not um, together. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was together. Uh, oh man! Uh, out of the gate, let's see. The weirdest thing I've ever. I eaten. don't think I've eaten any kind of like super strange, adventurous things. Um, really? Yeah. Like I, I only had one uh, oyster in my whole life. You know, I know oh, your oysters are good. I was not a fan of the semen uh, well, texture. It, that's true. It depends on how. Like a raw oyster, not a fan, but like a boiled one. I'm in. I think it was raw. Mm, yeah. I'm and not. wriggling. <laughs> yeah. Raw. And wriggling. Is, so were you saying oysters the weirdest thing? You've never I, eaten it's like. It's not that weird, but that's what I'm saying. Like You've I, never eaten like a bug or had on some. On purpose? No. Yeah. Like oh. one of those fried crickets or something? Yeah. No. Okay. Or tarantula, dried tarantula husks. Mm, no. I wouldn't do that. That sounds unappealing. I've, I've eaten a lot of jail food. There's a lot of weird shit in there. Like toilet wine? <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'll be it. I tried to make hooch. So what you do is you take a water bottle. You fill it with some juice, uh, and the sugar is supposed to, um, I don't forget what the word is, but uh, ferment. ferment. Yeah. yeah. So there's like fruit, but like since it's jail, the fruit is like cocktail fruit, like from a can. Okay. And then you take bread because the yeast is supposed to also activate it. Bread, juice, fruit, uh, and whatever else I said. <laughs> and you put they put it in a water bottle and sealed it off and just carried it around because if they find it they're going to take it and you're going to get a charge right you'll get an extra like trying to make alcohol charge whatever that is um and Boot so wagon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah sure yeah she ain't gonna catch me i'm just running around the tiny room come on uh, spats get the get the alcohol cheese it it's the fuzz i uh so we carried that around for months taking turns and then uh one day i drank it and i almost puked so that it was just <laughs> rotten fruit and bread and water it wasn't wasn't alcohol mm. did it wrong Sam. did it wrong you're supposed to like burp it and, anyway you know there's a dude who like makes a great toilet wine that's listening to this oh, and he's, he's like, disgusted oh, how did you how many days did you let that ferment oh dude what kind of bread that's not vintage <laughs> yeah what kind of bread <laughs> was it cornbread you don't do that with so that's, cornbread. that's probably an experience not many people have had no you know uh smoking cigarettes may this is gonna gross people out and maybe I'm not going to confirm I did this, but people do this. You can people steal the the guards dip that they spit out. Like, like a, on the ground, like a wad from the trash. Oh, like if they're they're chewing tobacco. Oh, and they remove it from their mouth and put it in the. Yeah. Oh, I thought you're talking just the spit. Then they dry that out and roll it up into cigarettes. Yeah. Hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. Got to do. And, you, and then you pop a socket because then there's no lighters in there. So they'll like take a plug from like the coffee machine or whatever, which is just a hot, it's a bun hot water machine and, and like pull it halfway out and pop it with a piece of tissue paper and like a, the tip of a pen and make the electricity form fire. Oh, like you ever seen Castaway? Mm -hmm. That's how it feels. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, what have you been eating other than ass? What's the weirdest Uh, thing? uh, Well, I mean, is ass weird to eat? No. Uh, But no, I've eaten um, like shark. Squid, octopus, all the creatures of the sea, gra- a grasshopper, cricket, octopus. Really? Yeah, I bet that's chewy. It is. I've like eaten that scene kangaroo. from Old Boy. That's terrifying. Oh, I'm, yeah, I wouldn't eat them live. That's that's real, by the way. Did you oh, know that? Yeah, I know that. That's horrifying. That's yeah. why I'm the like, actor Ugh. ate a live octopus. Yeah, they don't they don't play with their calamari over across the pond there. You know, <laughs> uh, I've had kangaroo, alligator. Oh, okay. I've had alligator. Like it tastes like chicken. Yeah, alligator's good. Like a tough chicken. Mm-hmm. Gator's good. Gator be good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So next, you want to do the next one? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Steve, Kit, Madison, Andy, whoever else may be there. Huge fan of the pod. If the main character in the last movie you watched were to suddenly feel the need to hunt you down, 
How screwed would you be? Well, I just watched every Patrick Bateman for me. Same. That's the last movie I just watched. Um, uh, I'd be probably pretty screwed. I would be pretty screwed too. Yeah, that, that's a dangerous man. He's got the means. He's not going to rope me in talking actually, about. Uh, actually, you know what? Why would he want to kill us? Because we don't run in those circles. He would look down on us and we're not homeless. So he's not going to like. Uh, you mean we're not low enough, but we're, we're also not, not rich. We're just yeah, like, we're in that. We're, we're, we're in the, what I call the gene, <laughs> the genes level where. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't kill any middle class people in there, does he? No, that's because it's the middle just, class is gone, Steve. That's true. <laughs> no. Hey, add that to another layer of metaphor in that that's movie. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'd still be dead. Yeah, if he wanted to kill us, he could kill us. He ropes us in with that beautiful charm of his. You have to assume, based on the question, that he is hunting you. That's true. That's um, true. But I don't know. At the same time, like he, it's only because people don't know it's coming, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to be in his apartment naked, listening to Whitney Houston, caught unawares. <laughs> you say that <laughs> that man <laughs> did have beautiful skin. That's true. That's true. Like, and and to be fair, like because we don't roll in that class of person that he hangs out with like i think he's a creepy individual from the jump so maybe i wouldn't be caught unaware i don't think he would either gene his secretary yeah he did try to kill her and she was middle class he did try to it but he didn't evelyn called and interrupted yeah. his nail gun to the head maneuver and then he was like oh i feel like i'm gonna hurt you please yeah. please leave i don't really want to hurt you and she thought it was her heart. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'm going to kill you with it. I have a nail gun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got there, ba uh, Patrick? Duct tape. What's it for? <laughs> taping, to tape things. Yeah, taping <laughs> things. Um, what's the most starstruck you've ever been? That's a tough one for me to answer, too. Yeah, I, I get pretty, I honestly get pretty starstruck when I meet people that I am huge fans of. I, I've told the story before where I was comically starstruck when i met um adam baldwin and alan tudyk mm -hmm. at a at a fandom fest um where i like i legit couldn't talk to adam baldwin because i mean that's jane from firefly right so i'm just like it's the man they call jane and then alan tudyk's like what do you what, what, uh, hey are, are you a fan of mine I'm like i love you as king candy like <laughs> <laughs> of all the things he's done i came up with king fucking candy yeah and but you know i'm kind of glad i said that because then he did go into the king candy voice and my day was made yeah so yeah, you never would have got that right <laughs> i i get pretty starstruck too um i don't know i wasn't with kevin smith he was so down to earth or or chuck polinick same thing michael shabon all like the author screenings and stuff and meet and greets were always or screenings meet and greets and signings and stuff they were very like what's up man you know and it was just kind of hard to be that way but obviously when i saw Kristen stewart i've told that story many times on here um I just was flabbergasted, but that was like, it wasn't even like she was supposed to be. I mean, she exists, right? She's, <laughs> she's just doing her thing. She's not supposed to be in our reality. Yeah. Whoa. 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 <laughs> but the fact Who that conjured I conjured this angel, <laughs> but the fact that I was just like eating dinner and looked up, you know, um, happened to be in like Soho or wherever I was and saw her made it more of like a surprise element too. Um, but then when I went, I've told this story too, but I went to see an early preview of the play Blackbird, which starred Jeff Daniels and Michelle Williams. And it was, it was a two handers. They're the only two in the play. And so afterward, I waited outside the theater with like 30 other people uh, milling about. And then of course they walked out and they were signing our playbills and stuff. And uh, 
This is the most embarrassing thing I've ever done with a celebrity for sure. Oh, no. Uh, Jeff Daniels, by the way, I don't know if, I think he's like famously pretty rude, but in, a, in a, like a Harrison Ford kind of way, like you still like him, but he's, he was a super asshole. Cause I was like, Hey Jeff, how you doing, man? And he just grabbed, he's like, it was the weird, I know the people watching on Spotify video can tell, but like he just snatched my playbill. And I wasn't like one of those paparazzi that's like waving something and being, you know, obnoxious and I'm going to sell it online. Sign my thing, monkey. Yeah. I was just very calmly like, hi, Jeff, you did great, you know? And he was like, snatched it out of your hand. I'm tired. (laughs) And like, it was that long that he gave me the shit eye. Oh, Jesus. But then he had like the tiniest smirk at the corner of his mouth. You know what I mean? Like he was fucking with you maybe? Yeah. Like it's fun. Like the same way that I think Harrison is like he's at this point, he's like, I've been so famous for so long. You can suck my balls. I wish you no ill will, but I legitimately (laughs) just want to get, I got to take a shit, you know, like it's been so long and I've been putting up with this charade for forever. It brings me the tiniest bit of joy to just be a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. But again, I don't wish you no ill will. (laughs) And then Michelle Williams comes walking right behind him and she is as sweet as can be. Hi, everybody. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Hi. She gets to me. I'm like the fourth person. And I panic. I'm so enamored with her. I think she's one of the greatest living actors. She's so powerful. I'm like, wow. And this was all a surprise. Like I bought. And when you're in New York, you, there's like little apps where you can get like pickup tickets and all kinds of stuff at the last second. So none of this was planned as part of my trip or anything. It occurred to me to go see this play like three hours before this was happening. So I'm like, huh. Hi. You know, and I panic. And I say, I loved you in Blue Jasmine. And she gives me the biggest, (laughs) brightest smile. Nothing patronizing about it. Signs my playbill, says, thank you so much. Gets in her car, drives away. I'm feeling good as shit. I walk about two blocks before I realize that Michelle Williams starred in Blue Valentine and Kate Blanchett starred in Blue Jasmine. And this is like a complete like movie nerd no. horror story. Yeah, I like fell to my knees. If, if this was a movie, you would have that realization and then a dolly zoom would happen on yes. you as you look up in fear. Yeah. And it was so funny because that was like 42nd Street and it didn't hit me till 44th. You know, oh, no, I was like, do 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 do. Oh, such a good compliment. Oh, oh, anyway, never gotten to rectify that. But I mean, mm-hmm. like Steve said, I'm always starstruck. The uh, Spider-Verse premiere was pretty bad, too. Like Haley Steinfeld and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty starstruck. Yeah. Never seen anybody working it on a red carpet like that. Oh, so she close was, to me. She's killing it. She's killing it. Crushed it. Uh, okay. Next question. It's your, it's your go. Oh, it's my go. Uh, which artists will be on your Spotify wrapped for 2023? I listen to Apple Music. Next question. Damn, <laughs> you heathen. I know. I hate my, my I kind of hate myself for that, especially when everybody's doing the Spotify wrapped. Yeah, and I don't you're get any jealous, of those. Yeah. yeah. Especially since, you know, this show is so heavily used by Spotify. Listen to us on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I get a good deal on Apple Music through my like Apple TV subscription and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of roped in. So it's but I and I don't want to pay for Spotify premium when I have like a free Only Apple Music. You know monthly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the corporate show for Spotify on this episode. <laughs> Fuck them. You, you heard me at the top of the episode doing the, the necessi- ne- necessary ads. <laughs> sometimes, I don't know if you've listened to our episodes recently. It's not there sometimes. Sometimes it's, it's, it's be- like American Express and all kinds of shit. It's now. because I don't record them in time for the new month. That's, <laughs> that's 100% why. <laughs> well, there's like auto ads now. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. That's but the funny. Spotify ad, I usually miss, forget to do it. And then a week into the new month, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> do it real quick. Dang. 
Now it all comes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We run a tight ship over here on streaming things. <laughs> I'm gonna save this because there's an <laughs> there's another question down the line about like what artist are you like new artist are you into now? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a question right after this. There's another music question. So I'm gonna just shut up for now. But oh, okay. Well, all my Spotify rap will probably be Florence and the Machines. I've gotten into them to them a bunch this year. So she'll probably be on there. Um, yeah, that's yeah. probably it. Are the dog days still going on or are they done? The, the dog days are over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's a great song. Though. <laughs> it is. So what music do you listen to is the next question. Mm. Um, and I, I, the honest answer to this question is that I am stuck in the 90s. And if you've ever listened mm. to our music yeah. trivia episodes or anything, you know this about me. <laughs> I jammed to some 70s stuff. Not really. I don't know the names of the stuff, as you can tell by my answers to those questions. I was heavy into like Led Zeppelin. I'm heavy into the Beatles. Everybody else is just like if they come on the radio, I bop, you know, but I listen religiously to Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Butthole Surfers, Mud Honey, <laughs> yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers, fucking Tool, um, that kind of stuff. And every time I uh, even like Weezer heavily into that stuff. And it's great. Anytime I come back to it after trying, like listen to a lot of hip hop or even EDM, I listen to a lot of EDM and stuff. It just feels like such like home, Mm -hmm. you know, like this is who I am, you know, just a crunchy Seattle rocker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's weird. Like the more I get into my thirties, the more I I gravitate to nineties grunge too. It's kind of interesting because like nineties grunge was always like in my life and I liked it, but I was never like super, Oh, I love Sonic you so much. But I was never like into it as much as I am now. Like it's weird. The older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, 90s grunge just gets me. <laughs> oh, really? You didn't have like that angsty adolescent phase? I had an angsty adolescence phase, but when I was an angsty adolescence, I listened to pop punk of that time. So like Motion City soundtrack, some 41. Um, we were enemies. We were enemies? Yeah. You and me? You and I? Yeah. When I was 15, I hated that shit. Oh, that I mean, that was what the, I was very. That's what the machine told me to like. I was and, very vocal and about Vans it. And Vans was like, "Hey, come to our warped tour, young child." And <laughs> and lo, I did. Oh yeah, I often. was a Lollapalooza guy. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see. And you're very clicky back then, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have hung out. I feel like we could. I would have thrown a milkshake at you. I wasn't super clicky though. I I was I had friends with everybody every click in high school. Yeah, it was hard for me to like get pegged down in one click. Not, no click was too much or was enough for old Steve. So you had problems with commitment. I did. You didn't wear colors. <laughs> I did not, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have my colors represented. <laughs> I think it's your question now. Uh, what are your comfort TV series or movies? Uh, Parks and Recreation. Great show. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones. Of course. Uh, of course. It goes without mentioning, but I mentioned it. If you say Game of Thrones three times in a mirror, Ruben Rodriguez shows up and gives you a Funko Pop. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Ruben. <laughs> and a handy. Whoa. <laughs> Ruben Cruz. Um, um, I would also say Broad City is probably one you, you might not know about me. I love Broad oh, City. Oh, yeah. You've talked about Broad City a lot on the show. very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Uh, my comfort shows, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks. I've probably rewatched that a ton of times. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I adore mm-hmm. that show. Um, Firefly. Fi- oh yeah, Firefly. I haven't. I actually haven't watched Firefly in a while. I'm. I'm due for. That's only one season. We could. We could put cast about that. I know it's only like nine or ten episodes mm-hmm. too. It's a short. And then we can do Serenity as a good celebration afterwards. Serenity. 
Have I told you that story? <laughs> Maybe. We, we, when Serenity the movie came out. So if you guys don't know, there was a show called Firefly. It got canceled. And then they made a movie a couple years later. That was kind of like the end of the story. And so we go into the theater to watch the movie. And the Serenity is the name of the ship that they fly. Yeah. It's a sci-fi show. And so the logo of the movie shows up, Serenity. And then it kind of like the rest of the frame fills out, revealing it's part of a hull. And then it zooms out, revealing the ship in space, right? And so when the movie, when the logo shows up, Serenity, the theater's like pitch quiet. And this one guy goes, Serenity. <laughs> he's, he's, he just has to compulsively read out loud. <laughs> yes. I don't know why that was so funny at the time. We were like, and, and, and again, pitch quiet. And there's only yeah. like seven people in the show, in the theater, because again, it was a very popular show at the time. And so like, we we're just doing that thing where you're trying to stifle your laughter. <laughs> Because we don't want that guy was to Phil feel bad. Was Phil there? Phil was definitely there. We yeah. talk about it all the time. Yeah. Serenity. Serenity. Red Dawn. <laughs> Red Dawn. Who's a new upcoming artist you've been listening to or an artist you've discovered recently that you enjoy? Um, oh, geez, I'm not the right person to ask this question. I actually am getting hip to the Gen Z music recently. Yeah. So I liked this question. Uh, I'm scared to say this. But I, I have a hot take, I think, Steve. Are you worried about appearing uh, as as the how do you do fellow kids meme by this answer? No, no. I just feel like these people scare me. The Gen Zers? Specifically. The Zoomers? Swifties. Oh, Swifties scare you. I think Olivia Rodrigo, I'd like her music better than Taylor Swift. Like every time I try to listen to Taylor Swift. Pack it up, guys. I I pack it up. <laughs> yeah, our show's done. Right, we're done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but her new album guts just came out and I had listened to a couple of her, uh, <laughs> singles. Um, that reminds me of a joke I meant to do on a TikTok. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I, well, I wanted to make a TikTok video and you guys can steal this and I probably won't ever do it. Do you remember that short story guts by Chuck Palahniuk? No, I remember the Nickelodeon show guts. Yeah. So this is a really <laughs> niche joke, but guts is a horrifically like uh, visceral story, short story that Chuck Palahniuk wrote that went viral in the, in the early aughts, like literally people would print it out and hand it to each other at our high school. Like, holy fucking shit. Cause like this, like it's like prolapsed anuses, like vivid descriptions of the wildest shit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I wanted to make a joke. Like I've been listening to guts guys and I don't, you know, I don't get it. It's, this is kind of, it's making me sick and then have like the Chuck Palahniuk thing in the background. Anyway, it's not funny. I won't film it, but it was an idea I had. But Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo, um, uh, I have been trying to listen to Taylor Swift. I just don't get it. I had no idea it was mostly country music, and I'm now I'm even more baffled. Yeah, she started off as a country musician. and She seems like a very nice person. Transformed into more of a pop. I did see, uh, I listened to Wildest Dreams on her 1989 album on the way here. Mm -hmm. And I, that's a bop. Yeah. I was the closest I've ever been to almost getting it. Um, but also a country a music artist I love, Tyler Childers. Are you familiar with their music? No. That man has the voice of a hillbilly angel. How does a hillbilly angel sound? Uh, I just want you to, I want to hear your interpretation of what a hillbilly angel sounds like. I'm going to put your feet to the fire and make you do this. You can waffle all you want. We're not going to move on until you tell me what a hillbilly angel sounds like. Like tell you or show do you? Do it. Do it. Show me. <laughs> I'm not a hillbilly angel, hey, Steve. Hey, hey, hey. I don't have the voice of one. Hey, hey, show me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. 
I'll allow it. Oh, constant sorrow. <laughs> I don't know why I went, oh, brother, where art thou on that? Is all I could think of in my pan- <laughs> in my panic. <laughs> I'll allow it. You've, I'll, I'll, I release you of this curse. <laughs> Do you ever listen to any Tyler Childers for real? No. I don't listen to country, period. It's not even like that, though, bro. I know, but if you if you have the tagline country, I don't. I just skip. We've got bluegrass in our blood, Steve, whether we like it or not. These colors don't run. That's right. <laughs> but I was uh, scrolling the, the TikTok right around the time that the whole try that in a small town bullshit was going on. Yeah. And people were sharing videos of Tyler Childers uh, openly supporting the BLM movement, uh, clips of his music videos that have gay men in uh, relationships and stuff in his music videos. And they were like, now this is a fucking country music star, you know? And I was like, I'm intrigued. So I queued up his music. And again, like I was covered in chills. Uh, one of them made me openly weep talking about the the opioid epidemic. And, mm-hmm. you know, anyway, so I was like sold. Yeah. That's sort of, that's sort of stuff I can get into. Cause that, that sounds like real and personal and like yeah. from, a real lived in space and from the heart, whereas a lot of country that like becomes mainstream is so corporatized and fake. And you can, I can see through it a mile away. Yes. It's very it's pandering. Not, it's not pandering at all. Yeah. You heard that Bo Burnham song pandering? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pandering. <laughs> so to answer your question, Olivia Rodrigo and Tyler Childers, a, a lot of Doja Cat as well. The new album, paint the town red mm-hmm. constantly queued up. Are you listening to any new music at all, Steve? Uh, I, it's weird. I have this weird rule or I don't even know if it's a rule. It just new music doesn't seep into my lexicon until five years after it stopped being new. <laughs> so I remember when I was like, you guys heard of this, this really great artist, Billie Eilish. <laughs> so <laughs> I she's love, been around for years. <laughs> I love Billie Eilish. I love Billie Eilish too. So when her, I think, she, I don't even think she, I think she was like 17. I don't remember, but my wife, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago was like, it was when uh, you should see me in a crown. Blah, 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 blah. When that yeah. came out, before like all the big, big, big hits. Yeah. Um. She was like, she played that for me. I was like, oh, look at this fucking hits. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. And I've been on that train ever since. Yeah. Huge Billy Eilish fan. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I'll use this. Isn't a new band by any stretch of the imagination. Uh. There. I kind of ran into them a couple years ago and I just really want people to know them more. Cause I think they're great. It's a band called chaos chaos. Do you know them? No. Um, they're a really, really wonderful band. Check them out. Um, they, uh, they're actually doing, they do a lot of songs on Rick and Morty. That's how I discovered them is through Rick and Morty. Did they do Swifty? <laughs> I think they Get had Swifty. a, I think they had a producer credit on it, honestly, <laughs> but you remember there was a, there's one Rick and Morty episode where like Rick's sad about something. Cause of course he is. And there's this like prolapsed, scene where he like builds a machine and like kills a little monster and then puts his head and he's about to kill himself and then he cries and then the it's just a vaguely yeah the song that plays during that is a chaos chaos song but did they do the evil morty song by chance no that's that is fucking amazing that's uh red something they're also amazing (laughs) but if you like that song you'll like a lot of chaos chaos songs because they're like the same vibe basically I dig uh, that. I yeah, dig that. I dig that. Is uh, next question? Yeah, it's your turn. What do you think about your fans? Has it been gratifying seeing your fan base grow over Hate the em. last year? <laughs> Would you ever cons- And this is a question that's gone on a lot. I got a bunch of repeats about this specific question. Would you ever consider doing a live show tour? If so, one that's a world tour, mm. like trolls. 
world tour? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I mean, you could speak to that. <laughs> well, first, let's take that piece by piece. What do you think of the fans? Eh? Love them. Love them. We are amazed every day. In fact, and long-time listeners, of which there are only, like, when I'm talking about long, I'm saying the first iteration of From the, the show. From the before times. I like think there's only two. Enza and Carmelita? I think so. Yeah. Um, we'll know that we had multiple, at least two one and a half to two year long hiatuses or, you know, six mm-hmm. month to two year hiatuses. Yeah. Um, each time we only came back because we would get letters from people like Enza, usually from like, you know, Eastern Europe and places like that saying, Hey, I've listened to season one and two of stranger things coverage on repeat, like eight times, uh, save my marriage or what, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. Beautiful. Like, wow. I didn't realize this was impacting people that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, because if you look at the stats, nobody cares. And you know, and then you realize, okay, somebody cares. A so lot. <laughs> we would I would call Steve up and he'd be like, "Yeah, I read that, man. We should get the band back together." Um, and so we kept coming back for that reason. And then finally, um after 3 seasons of coverage and multiple divorces and all kinds of stuff in our own personal lives and uh, you know, housing movements, all that stuff. Um, I called Steve up and I was like, I think we should cover Stranger Things 4. Or Steve might even called me and was itching again. Oh, I called you because I bought the the new mixer or the previous mixer. I was like, yeah. guys, I bought this mixer. I'm buying mics. We have to do this. Yeah. Let's do this. And I told Andy, I was like, who was more hesitant, you know, because his life was wild at the time. As you can tell, he's not here. Uh, <laughs> and was like, look, man, let's do Stranger Things 4. And... uh and yeah, if it doesn't work this time, we'll just give up mm-hmm. forever. It's not a big deal, you know, because that was the goal. Like we would podcast up until four because we po- it was like a we got back together maybe a year and a mm-hmm. half before season four. Stranger Things came back. Yeah. And it was like a prep for if, if season four doesn't like pop, then we'll just quit. So we were podcasting to a few hundred of our loyal old listeners for about mm-hmm. a year. And the Stranger Things four came around. And lo and behold, it popped, baby. It popped off, yeah. Yeah, we were the biggest podcast in the TV and film space for like a week. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's wild to think about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we we love our fans. And um, yeah. we would consider doing like live events and stuff like that. We've we've thought about film festivals, all kinds of shit. Yeah. Um, it's just not easy. We, we don't make enough from this yet to not have other jobs. Mm-hmm. And obviously that would be a, a massive undertaking of planning. And that's got to be scary too, like... Like Raiders of the Lost Podcast do that all the time. They were like, hey, I just saw a tweet the other day. Like, hey, should we do a show in Toronto? Would anybody? Because it's like you plan that. And then what, did four people show up or yeah. something? Then that's like <laughs> embarrassing. You got to do it because there are there are four. But at that point, you're just, there's no heart in it. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. That, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about in the Discord specifically a couple times it's come up where there's like a group um, uh, streaming fiends like vacation type scenario. Like if there's a, like for instance, this isn't what we were, this, this came up as an example, but it wasn't what we were going to do. But like a lot of them were interested in coming to Cincinnati to experience blink. Mm -hmm. So we would, we art installation. Yeah. It's an art installation thing that happens at a couple, every few often, every few years in Cincinnati. I don't think they're going to, they haven't announced they're doing it again yet. I don't know if they will, but um, like the, so the thought was there would be a planned event that a bunch of stream fiends would go into one city to experience together and be like a fun little hangout. Like, Hey, we know each other through the show. How fun. And then through that, we like book a space and do a live recording mm-hmm. there. That way we can ensure that there's a lot of people there. Like a, like a stream con. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Or maybe if there's like a, 
some sort of convention we kind of latch on to. Like, hey, we're going to this convention in this town. You get a whole floor of hotels. Um, and have an orgy? Yeah, well, ideally. <laughs> but what if only four show up? It's going to be awkward, but you still got to do it. I'm going to do two questions because mine's the first. You'll see why. Okay. First one, favorite NFL team? The LA Raptors. <laughs> Is that a team? <laughs> I want to be basketball. Oh, I want to be dinosaurs. <laughs> I think that's a basketball team. Neither of us watch football. No. Uh, I would say Bengals by default. Uh, I've got some some local loyalty. So growing up as a kid, I'm the youngest of four children. My brothers and sisters are 12 and 14 years older than I am. My brothers were like super big sports football guys. Uh, my brother Alan loves the Bengals. My brother Brian loves the Dallas Cowboys. And so when I was a young lad coming up into the age of like, oh, Steve should like sports now, mm -hmm. the two of them were trying to like coax me to their side. Like, ah, oh, Cincinnati Bengals, ooh, Dallas Cowboys, fully unawares that I have no interest in football at all. But I think they were trying to like, A, it was part of their little civil war amongst themselves, but also they were trying to connect with me somehow because I was this nerdy kid and I don't think they truly knew what to do with me. Yeah. Um, and then they kept pressuring me, like, who's your favorite team? Who's your favorite team? Who's your favorite team? And finally, I gave up and just said, I like the Miami Dolphins mm. because, because I like No, because I just liked dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I thought dolphins were cool. And so for like Christmas that year and my birthday that year, they would get me like Miami Dolphins swag. And I'm like, I've never watched a football game of the Miami Dolphins. What have I done? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just going to say Miami Dolphins for old time's sake. OK, yeah. that's fair. You're going to like this question, though. OK. What is your gas station snack order? Gas station snack order. You're a gas station snack guy. Yeah, I mean, there's a Circle K literally a block away from me. I walk over to that all the time and use the robots to pay. I love yeah. it. I don't have to talk to a single person. Oh, really? They it's got lovely. Like, self checkouts there. Yeah, they got those checkouts that are like just squares on a table, and you just throw your food on it, and it automatically just knows what you laid on the table, and just pay me this, and then you pay that, and then you leave. Wow, that's it's great. It's dope. It's great. Um, but I usually get like. Just like a little, like a, some sort of soda pop. Uh -huh. um, and then I'll get either like, because uh, uh, they're not because little sweet tart ropes. Sure. I'll get some sweet tart ropes or I'll get like um, peanut M&M, peanut butter M&Ms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little bag of those. What about you? I'm getting old. Back in the day, it would have been way more fun to answer this. But if I'm being honest now, it's going to be carbonated mineral water. Mm. Topo Chico, if I can find it. Dude, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. The fizzies. Slow down, buddy. You want to you want to live to 35? <laughs> I mean, it's just water <laughs> with bubbles, Steve. It's, I know. It's just water. Uh, I do like a Slim Jim. Mm. Uh, a Mingy Jerky. It looks like Mingua, but I believe it's pronounced Mingy. Uh, that's the best beef jerky in the world. Mm. Um, I don't know if I've had that one. Uh, what else? Uh, fuck my ass. <laughs> That's a, is that a, what you order at the gas station? <laughs> the tenacious D Part reference. Pardon me. Can I have a fuck my ass? <laughs> that was a tenacious D reference for three people to chuckle at. Um, I love a good frozen Coke for sure. Or an Ooh. icy. If I'm, you know, if I'm 20 years old, I'm stoned and I'm at the speedway at 2am. Do, do you just get the frozen Coke or do you a little spritz of cherry in there to no. get cherry frozen Coke? No, no, no. Just the frozen Coke. You're a purist. I am a purist when it comes to that. I respect other it. things. Um, I respect it. <laughs> I don't know. That's it. I, I, you, do you remember a candy bar that came out? 
there was a period in my life where I was obsessed with this candy bar. I haven't had it. In, oh, I want to get one so bad right now. What candy bar? A Take Five. Oh, yeah. They still make those. Do they? I want I, one right now. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. I just had one last night. No, you did not. I did. I honestly, I swear to God. Was I, it fire? It was great. Yeah. I used to love those. I'm going to stop and get some. Because on my way home. It's like pretzels, chocolate caramel. I was I was leaving Erica's place last night and I was like, I'm feeling snacky. So I stopped at that gas station right up the block and grabbed a take five at a Mountain Dew and from the robot. From the robot. Didn't talk to anybody. Wow. And then what are the odds? Fell asleep watching Lower Decks. <laughs> Your li- comfort show. I was living life. You're living exactly yeah. as you said you do on this show. Hey, you know? I, don't, I don't lie, baby. That's true. You are unapologetically Steve May, 13. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and combos, pepperoni combos. I like those too from gas stations. Mm, I was never a combos fan, but the, the mere mention of pepperoni combos specifically makes me nostalgic, even though I never liked them. It just reminds me of youth. Sure. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not a youth you partook of, but just youth in general. But know? just one I I watched from the sidelines. Yeah. And- vicariously through combos. <laughs> What's the next question? Uh, the next one I just kept in because it made me smile. More Erica, please. We need her origin story. More Erica, indeed. She I, has a very interesting origin story. She can tell that story, but it's a it's a wild yeah, one. That's not for us to tell. Yeah, it's a wild one. She's 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 been around the earth a time or two. I thought you were going to say she's been around the block. I was like, damn, Steve. No, just the earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but next one, um. Oh, that's kind of the same thing. Would you do another tour? Um, if movies were dating profiles, uh-huh. what would be the quirkiest interests or fun facts? If, if movies. movies were the dating profile. Right. So like, hi, it's me, the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> oh, not for us personally. Just like. Oh, I guess. I mean, it, it's open to interpretation. I thought, no, I thought the question meant like, what movies do you love that would look weird on your dating profile? But I think oh. I think you're right. That it just means if what movies, movies would, would, what movies would look weird on your I don't know. Profile. I really love watching American Psycho. Uh, yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm a big fan of what was the one? It was well, it's not. It was a TV show, but it was about uh, surprise cannibalism that came out like a year or two ago on Hulu. Where it's like a guy dating somebody, and it turns out he's a cannibal. Oh, it had Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Um, fuck, I like that movie. Because there's a really funny story. Was it on here where someone like? Went on a Tinder date. Was it Jimmy? They went on a Tinder date with somebody. And they're like, hey, I heard this show was good. And they started watching that. I don't think so. I, I vaguely remember what you're talking about. But yeah, that. Oh, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. And it was like a first in the whole. It's like a dangerous to women kind of movie. And so yeah. it's like, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. What was that movie called? That's a good movie. I like Bones and All, too. A lot of my favorite movies are like horny. So it does kind of look weird. Like, you know, Eat to Mama. I don't know how to speak Spanish, but Eat to Mama Tambien, uh, The Handmaiden. Um, yeah, there's a lot of shape of water, mm. fish fucking. Did you appreciate, I, I don't think I ever asked you this. Did you appreciate that Amazon review I read on my birthday episode about shape of water? It bothered me where the guy was upset that I like that he, movie. He didn't get to see the fish dick. Uh, you know, they do that. They, he's, it's, cr- yes. <laughs> it's the Damn. I'm flustered <laughs> thinking about that thing. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know how to answer this funny question though. As far as dating profile movies, what would be a funny, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I think if, I think you would make fun of a, uh, of a, you know, how they're like certain, maybe it's cause I've never dated. Like I've never done digital That's dating. True. I've never tendered yeah. or bumbled or hinged or grindered or whatever you guys are doing these days. Well, the, the brief time that I was on bumble and hinge specifically, 
there was like a fun, there, there were like stereotype dating profiles where you're like, oh, oh another person who just has live, live, love, love, live, love, laugh, and then hikes all the time. Like that, you know, mm-hmm. there was, there was like a stereotype of person that you saw, you came across a lot. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I'm trying to think of like a good parallel to that in like a movie sense. Um, back to the future. Back to, yeah. Oh yeah. Probably the, probably be my favorite movies. Like, Oh, like star Wars. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you and everyone else. <laughs> Jurassic park. <laughs> These are just damn good movies though. I you mean, know? they are, they are. Uh, yeah. What about Christian Mingle? You've been on there. <laughs> Farmers only. <laughs> <laughs> E-Harmony. You know, there's one for celebrities. I forget what it's called, but it's like so TMZ. You, <laughs> it's an app. It's a dating app for where like Florence Pugh would meet not Zach Braff, I, you know, hopefully, but <laughs> how, how do you get allowed on? I don't know, because I would like to just like, do you have to link your IMDb to like, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe like the original Facebook where you had to have an EDU. Yeah. Cause I just want to see. Uh, yeah. I want to see, I want to see what their dating profiles are like. That would yeah. be just fascinating. Get to like look a at. dick pic from Ethan Hawke. And that'd be great. <laughs> Thanks man. Like what? Well, yeah, what what is Ethan Hawke's like opening line on on people? Is it just the dick pic that he said? Yeah, un- as seen in Before Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to come over before sunrise? Hello, it's me, Adam Driver, <laughs> from uh, Star Wars and other movies. Would you like Patterson. to partake in a date with me, please? <laughs> it's huge. Just so you know, it's huge. It makes good soup. Good. <laughs> I'm, I just had sex. I'm about to have nachos. <laughs> it's the best day of my life. I love him. I just want to get on there. Not Adam Driver's dick, uh, the app. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but why, also, why do you have to? Why do you have to be a one or another situation there? <laughs> what's your favorite condiment for food? Oh, I'm, I'm going to go spicy brown mustard, if okay. situationally appropriate. Uh, Frank's Red Hot. It probably mm. goes on the most things. I, uh, as the commercial states, I put that shit on everything. Yeah. I also, and this is controversial. I love mayonnaise. Is that controversial? I think it is. I mean, I know I don't like mayonnaise, but I feel like mayonnaise is a pretty popular specifically, condiment. Specifically Duke's mayonnaise. Is, is there a controversy around Duke no, and his mayonnaise? No, that is just high quality mayonnaise. Oh, is it? If you're not, you don't want to go for Hellman's or none of that bullshit. We're talking, it's got a yellow label. It's extra expensive. That shit is whipped to perfection. Duke's mayonnaise. Okay. Maybe, maybe I just have never had the right mayonnaise. I'm getting choked up thinking about (laughs) not having the right mayonnaise. (laughs) My childhood. (laughs) What could have been had I been given Duke's? What's your, what's your favorite condiment? You know, I think I, and this is so lame. I think I. He like, eats dry ass pizza rolls and shit, just to be fair. No, I put Frank's Red Hot on there and Cholula. Like release recently. No, I've also dipped it in <laughs> BW3 garlic, garlic Parmesan. May, why not? Sauce. I think that shit's fire. Yeah, you can't go wrong. I love I love that par, uh, garlic Parmesan shot sauce. I think I use ketchup mostly, but that's because like I usually just like fries. Boom. There you go. Nuggies. Right? No, I use sweet and sour sauce on my nuggies. Really? Yeah, I'm a sweet and sour sauce guy. Um, I also love like. Have you ever been to Cane's? Do you know Cane sauce? It's all right. I love Chick Fil A sauce. I would. Mm, I, I like Cane sauce better than Chick Fil A sauce. But really, yes, they're comparable. I feel like. No, there's a little bit more of a. I think zest. Yeah, there's more zest. Chick Fil A sauce is a little bit more creamy. 
Mm. It's that hate they put in it. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the secret ingredient is hate. Next question. What are your day jobs and have you always lived in your current area? Yes. We both lived here our whole lives, I believe, right? Mm, yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, I, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I grew up in Ohio. I now live in Kentucky, but basically still live in Ohio. Yeah. Uh, my day job is a uh, director of business development for a company that is in charge of outpatient treatment for mental health and substance use disorders. So people will come in for partial hospitalization or uh, intensive outpatient treatment for bipolar, anxiety, schizophrenia, uh, you know, d depression, but also alcoholism, meth addiction, uh, whatever, stuff like that. And so my job is to go, I go around to hospitals, to emergency departments, people that have overdosed or, uh, or they're on hold for suicidal ideation or attempts. And I talk to them and I get them connected to resources. <clears throat> Very rarely, sometimes they end up coming to my company, but if, what I do is I make sure that they have insurance and get them set up with um, a therapist or medicated assisted treatment or detox if they're an alcoholic and I'm somewhere, you know, ideally. So that's what I do. You're helping people. Trying. Trying. <laughs> well, I'm a, I'm a content producer at a local video uh, company. I'm in charge of uh, I am in charge of all of our video equipment. I go out on all our shoots. I film everything. I'm also in charge of organizing the shoot itself. So I'm, I, I, I bring on the freelancers that we need. I, I create the schedules for the shoots. I get the crew together, all that stuff. Like and a pirate captain. Like a pirate captain. Yeah. I often look at people and say, I am the captain now. Mm -hmm. That's true. I've been watching a lot of one piece that was on my head. Oh. Like my crew, my crew, my crew. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It can be tough out there as we try to navigate the many twists and turns that life throws our way. Not every problem we face has an obvious or easy solution, but talking through these issues can always bring major benefits. So whether you're dealing with a career change, relationship help, or just getting used to your new normal, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. I myself have benefited from therapy. I have benefited from BetterHelp. I was struggling to find myself and figure out who I was post-divorce. BetterHelp matched me with an amazing therapist who taught me all about codependency, what it was, and ways I can combat it and realize my whole true self. So if it sounds like therapy is the right move for you, then give BetterHelp a try. It's online convenient, flexible, and can work with your schedule. Filling out a brief questionnaire is all it takes to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time. To start your own therapy journey, visit betterhelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. It's the month of September, and with a new month comes a new opportunity for us to be thankful for all of the stream fiends who help us at Streaming Things keep the lights on and make this show what it is. So let's give a super patron shout out to some of our most ardent supporters on patreon.com slash streaming things. Thank you so much to Becky the Farmer, Kaylee Sampson, Stanton Valentino, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Optimus, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano. 
Lil Tickler, Svento7, Jay Scramo, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Loughlin, Jason Hawkins, Butthorn, Conrad, David Malfara, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Emmy, Joe Velez, Valerie, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sun Loving Mortal, Suzanne Rode, Jadinglage Morgoon, Jen Robinson, Kate, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and Enza. And with that, back to the show. What is your favorite movie and or TV character of all time? Character. Character. Favorite character of all time. Wow, that's a, I know there's a lot of them. So many good characters. I will tell you, I got one immediately. Immediately. Tom Hardy as Alfie Solomons in Peaky Blinders. That dude's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Obviously psychopathic, but hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know I loved him. I, I knew I loved him, loved him. When uh, season six came out recently. Um, well, that's a minor spoiler. Anyway, when I saw the guy. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I started, I got choked up like a tear. I was with my wife and she was like, oh, there's your guy. And like, I was like, I know. And she was like, the fuck? It was not a sad scene or anything. It was just like, I was overwhelmed with my, my love of this character. Mm -hmm. That's bizarre sounding out loud. But so, you know, again, there's dozens of equally good answers that I could give. I'm sure you'd feel the same way, but that's one that was like, it's probably an interesting answer that, that that's very true as well. So Alfie Solomon's, what about you, Steve? Uh, for whatever reason, my mind is going towards, uh, Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. I love it. Love that character. Obviously. Ruben what, Cruz just popped up. He just popped in. With a Funko Pop. Oh, thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> love you, Ruby Rubes. Um, yeah, I've always loved Jamie Lannister. I remember, I've, I've told this story before, but when Game of Thrones first started, I was like, he's my favorite character. And people were like, you piece of shit. How could you like him? Vindicated. He was awful. And I'm like, there's good in him. You'll see. And you know, maybe there was. I'm not going to spoil Game of Thrones for you, but <laughs> it's probably likely that he was okay. He's, he's an okay egg. Uh, but yeah, Jamie Lannister is the one that's popping up in my head for whatever reason. Yeah, that's a good answer. It's a damn mm-hmm. good answer. Next question from uh, the Streaming Things account. Are you still watching Lost? I finished and Steve was right. The finale isn't bad. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad there are more of us who believe so. I'm so scared for us to return to that coverage. <laughs> And everyone else has just kept watching. They've just moved on. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, that's a real fear of mine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And poor like Casey and those and Inza that were like, no more fantasy for a while. And we were like lost. And they were like, finally, finally. It's a strike. I know. (laughs) It feels so bad. It's kind of funny. It's either that or cry. Right. Um, No, I'm not watching. I stopped on episode seven because I don't want to have to watch each episode twice. And the way that we do our show is that we watch the episodes and immediately record afterward. And it's a good to have the perspective of me who's seen it before and you and Madison are coming yeah. in fresh and reacting fresh. Yeah, That's would, part of the, the charm. Of yeah. It, I if I was in like season three, it would ruin the coverage of season one when we got back to it. So, yeah, you know, like we all know that John Locke also is a secret agent yeah. and uh, murdered uh, Saeed's daughter. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> sorry. So for the content, even though I like that show a lot, I was really digging it. I have not watched past what we have already recorded. So we've got episodes six you, and seven are already in the can. Are you going to have to like rewatch what we did to like catch yourself back up when we finally get to it? Because it, it might be a, a minute before we were able to start that back up. It, it already took me a second to be like, 
Saeed. Saeed, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I would catch back up pretty quick unless it goes on too much longer. Okay. So, anyway. Next question? I don't know if I want to answer this. Uh-oh. No, I mean, we've talked about stuff like this a lot recently. I don't want to bring anybody. It says biggest regret in life. Oh. And, you know, I feel like we've we've tread that ground recently. Yeah, I think that was a question that was directly asked about us uh, during the Hot Ones episode. And or we, Love Lingual, even. One, one of those. those. I, I'm pretty sure something very similar to that was brought up, and we were like, we don't have regrets, but, like, you know, you so, know uh, unfortunate things happen, but we're not regretful that they did. This question's kind of weird. Because it was, it's not a question, it's a statement, but it it was sent to me like two days ago, right? Okay. It says, tell Steve he looks hot, three fire emojis, in that striking thing shirt he's wearing. <laughs> it's almost as if I sent that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just planned on wearing it? Yep. <laughs> Always promoting, baby. Always you're be plugging. A, you're such a good. When you opened the door to let me in an hour ago, I went, wow, that's going to be weird later. <laughs> I'm so dumb. It was obvious. You can get a striking thing shirt just like this if you go into our merch store and purchase one, all the proceeds of which go to the sack strike. Shameless. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to help the strikers out, okay? <laughs> Studios, true. pay your artists. That's true. You pay should, your artists. They should definitely do that. <laughs> People ask this this question in my lives a lot. I never know how. To, I don't have anything funny or clever or accurate to say ever. If you could pick one movie reality to live in, what would it be? Oh, that's so weird because the my next question is if you could live in any fantasy slash sci-fi world, what would that be? Okay. Interesting. You can mix them together. That is weird. Um, um, my answer is the same regardless. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know if it counts for yours specifically because mine's a video game. Oh, really? Yeah. Mine says movie reality, but what's mm. your video game? Uh, Mass Effect. Fallout? <laughs> Fallout. Yeah, I just want to live in a vault. <laughs> just put me in there. I'm safe and sound. I don't want to go outside ever. <laughs> no, I've always, I always thought Mass Effect had a really cool, like the worlds looked very neat and it just seemed like humans would be want for nothing other than the genocidal robots that invade the galaxy type shit. But sure. I, I always love the tech in there, the, the, the the and it just seemed like I like every room in Mass Effect I would walk and be like man I would I want to live in this apartment this apartment looks really cool uh, how much do you think this goes for it's got a great view of the park uh, <laughs> that's just, yeah, me just the like entire time. real estate in there yeah yeah what about you I have no idea because like part of me wants to find like I'm scanning my brain for some like utopia there's very few utopia movies there's a lot yeah. of dystopia movies but mm-hmm. I'm like huh and and like I'm kind Maybe it says something about me as a person, but when I think of like, oh, I could live in the Shire, you know, mm. it sounds boring to me. It sounds boring to just live a happy life in a beautiful, picturesque war- world where you live underground and you you eat a lot. I do <laughs> like the idea of living underground a little bit. That is, yeah. I've, I've always, I, I like food. I'm not a big like because uh, I had a property, a, a, a log cabin on seven acres. With chickens, didn't like it. It's not my thing. I'm a city guy, you know? City boy. So I'm thinking like Blade Runner or something. I don't know. Blade Runner sounds, I feel like Blade Runner would be awful to live in. Yeah. But I mean, at least you don't have to deal with all that bugs and stuff, you know? Well, that's true. You don't have to deal with any animals, period. Because they're <laughs> or all like dead. cyberpunk. I could be all like retrofitted out and like. Oh, you'd have, instead of a real arm, you'd have like a fake arm that also like transformed into a thing. A sword. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just fight people. Exactly. Now you're, and then I would go to the Shire 
<laughs> and just <laughs> just rule it. <laughs> yes. Just wreck house. Uh, my next question, Chris, is if Steve is the dick and balls of streaming things, what are Kit and Madison? I don't want to answer for her. I feel like we should. She's not here. What's she going to do? Defend herself? No. She's, she is. I've, I've always said Madison is the, the third heat. Heat? Like yeah, round? She, she's the heat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or the, the boot that stomps the patriarchy? Well, she's definitely that. Hell yeah. That queen? What am I? Uh, you're the dick and balls. I would be the... Someone once called you the soul of streaming. The things. gooch. The gooch? Otherwise known as the gooch, yeah. Hmm. I, that's a pretty cool nickname, actually. Like, it's the gooch. <laughs> Cricket laser. It's balls the of gooch. the gooch. Coming at you on streaming things. Oh, one of 3.7. If we were shock jocks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's the balls and the gooch. Coming at you. B105. Yes, she's the, the heat and the boot. The dick and balls and the gooch. The gooch. So we're just a weird creature at this point. <laughs> what would Andy be? What what weird? The t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know he would. I mean? The tits. <laughs> Hell yeah. I feel like that's what he, he would be proud of that. What are your top five Joaquin Phoenix movies? Ooh, interesting question. Top five. Do, I don't know if I could put them in any order. Uh, I think we both agree her. Her, yeah, her's sure. amazing. Sure. Um, I want to put Walk the Line on there. Okay, Walk the Line's great. Yeah. I Gladiator, love I love Gladiator. Yeah, there we go. There's three. Um, Are you a Joker guy? I do. Actually, I do like the Joker. Joker's Especially, great. He's specifically a great him in the Joker. He's. Are you going to go like? In there. Are you going to go like the Master or Inherent Vice or hmm. anything like that? I don't know. I haven't seen the Master or Inherent Vice. If I'm being completely they're pol- they're, 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 a lot of people think they're masterpieces. Andy thinks the Master is Paul Thomas Anderson's best movie. Yeah, that's and the I feel one like a lot that's of smart people Scientology, do. right? Yeah, um, but I wouldn't do that honestly. Mm-mm. My last Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know what I can honestly put on there. I'm looking through his IMDb right now just to kind of you know rejog my memory because there was a time and place where Joaquin what Phoenix. What about Signs, friend? Oh yeah, he is in Signs. I do, I do love him in that. Hmm. I'm just making sure there's nothing else I would change up for. Oh, he was in Superboy. What? <laughs> what? That's wild. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna stick with uh, Signs. I think that's true to you. You love that movie. Oh, I remember. I never saw this movie, but I wanted to see the sisters, the sisters brothers, with him and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I never watched it either. It's a western. Um, but yeah, and just like, uh, him and John C. Riley. Yeah. And, uh, Jake like Gyllenhaal. A, it's yeah. a drama, isn't it? It's not funny. Right. I, I don't think it would be funny. And, but, uh, but John C. Riley is one of those actors who's like an amazing actor. He's but a great dramatic actor. In the mid aughts, he like suddenly just became this, he's in dumb sophomore Uber comedy, guy. like yeah. college comedies, right? Adam McKay did that to him. Yeah. But he's an astounding actor. So Put him in anything. I'm down. But yeah, those. I think those are the five. I'm really excited about Joaquin Phoenix and Napoleon. I think that's going to be incredible. Yes, I'm super hyped for that. I'm a huge Ridley. You and I both loved um, uh, Jodie Comer, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Ridley Scott. Last Duel. The Last Duel, yeah. yeah I was blanking on that, that name too. That's a great movie. Uh, did, would you add anything else to the Joaquin Phoenix? No. I think we're, I think we're, uh, I'm going to go with those as well. Do you have another question? 
Uh, why do I feel like I can't find any sort of purpose? Is the question that was sent. Jesus. Yeah. And I wanted to read it because I didn't want to, you know, leave them hanging. Right. Um, I think, don't listen to me. I'm a 35-year-old dude sitting in my buddy's basement apartment talking into a microphone. But pretty successful podcast. So maybe I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I think, I don't know why you can't find any purpose. Uh, maybe you're overthinking it. Um I can tell you something that helped me that has not helped anyone else ever and sounds very depressing, but for some reason it does help me. So maybe it'll help you and we'll let Steve clean this up just in case. Okay. Here, let me mark it. <laughs> I mean, with what you have to say, oh, okay. you know, <laughs> I've told this story before and you didn't like it last time. I don't think, but it was at the time where I wanted to quit being the restaurant manager and I wanted to do uh, this for a living, but I also had another job offer in sales. And, uh, I was talking to my, my friend every day, like, I really enjoy this restaurant job, but it just doesn't pay me enough anymore. And I'm, I'm ready to grow and have more free time in life, blah, blah, blah. And like the eighth time we were having a discussion about it, because I was being selfish. It was about me. He was like, dude, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you work. And I was like, I cocked my head at him a little bit. I thought maybe he was just like tired of hearing about it, which he was, but it wasn't how he meant it. You know, he was it's like your whole life, him talking to me, it's like, Chris, your whole life doesn't matter. Like you're just sitting on a rock floating through space. You have to like make all the meaning that you have. So it's very existential. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but his point was like on a macro level, everything that was like stressing me out and making me upset couldn't possibly matter less. It wasn't even the size of a flea on uh, uh, an elephant's ass, you know, in the real scheme of things. Right. And that to, to feel smaller in the universe cheers me up because I have like the weight of the world on my shoulders issues. I have like very high anxiety. And so that calms me down to know that like none of it matters, you know, other than the meaning that I give it to be kind to the people that I'm around to try to make some um, small impact on the people around me in a positive way. So to live my life in service of others has brought me the most happiness. And I learned that through the 12 step work that I've done getting sober is, uh, and I don't, I relearn that lesson every day because I still strive to be like uh, a really successful uh, movie content creator and, and podcast guy. And I want to travel to LA. I want to move. And I have all these like selfish aspirations, which is fine. But like, I get pretty sick when I focus on nothing but that in the grind, you know, pulling myself up on my bootstraps. But if I just call somebody and check on, Hey, how you doing, man? You okay? Or like go help somebody move. Say even the smallest things like holding the door for somebody and smiling and asking them how their day is going and like being prepared to genuinely listen. That gives me a deeper and lasting happiness above any award I've ever won or any viral video or, you know, I've had a decent amount of money a couple times in my life. I'm very bad at keeping it. Never made, it's never made me any happier than like doing something very small and nice for a stranger. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I have to like relearn that every couple hours, you right. know? Um, so I don't know if that answered your question. That's something that I've learned painfully in life. Steve, what about you? Um, uh, well something I don't, and again, I don't know this person's situation or anything, but, uh, at least talking from my own experience when I was at my lowest point and I kind of felt like I didn't have any purpose and I was at the, you know, what is, what does it all mean phase? I, 
I started looking more inward and trying to, I, I was looking more inward into myself while at the same time trying to experience as much as I could on the outside. Meaning I tell people this all the time. There's like, if, if you were down, Chris, I think I've probably told you this once or twice before. I've always been like, there's only one kit laser in the world. You have to do right by him. That's the only person you can do. And you, and it's like the whole uh, gas mask on an airplane thing. Like you can't help other people until you first help yourself. So take, it's okay. It's not selfish to take the time and focus on who you are, what makes you happy and what you need to get better. Cause you're not going to, you know, you're not going to be in a place where you can experience other things and be a part of other people if you're not going to take care of yourself first. And so that's what I did. But also at the same time, another thing I was doing was I, I, I've talked about this before as well, where I spent a year where my new year's resolution was to say yes to everything within reason. Like I wasn't going to rob a bank or anything like that. But if someone's like, Hey Steve, we're going skydiving next week. And you in, uh, yeah. Hey Steve, we're going to get sushi. You in? Yes. Like, I was always saying yes, and that opened my whole world up to a whole bunch of things. I made a whole bunch of new friends off of that. I learned a whole lot about myself because I was doing things I would not allow myself to do previously. Yeah. And so I always recommend people that they do a they do a period of time where they say yes. Uh, you know, even if you're like, oh man, I really want to sleep today, it might be better to go out and uh, experience something and go out on a a trip with someone that randomly asked you. Again, this is all. In flux, you have to take care of yourself hey, first. Hey, Steve, do you want to snort a grandma blow off this hooker's butthole? Hell yeah! No, I <laughs> again, within reason. Like, That's pretty reasonable, I yeah. thought. Oh, well, man. I mean, if you're okay with something. You don't blow, want none of this, do we, Cox? I think I kind of want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's <But> non-habit forming. <laughs> it's the cheapest drug there is. <laughs> We're smoking reefer. Um, but whoever wrote that in, hope you're doing okay we're thinking about it you. gets better yeah um, it's, and it's it's worth it and seek help and i don't mean that in a snarky way uh none of us are no man is an island you mm-hmm. know it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be therapy i do recommend therapy but therapy reach great. out to people around you um you know uh what what prompted all of this for me like sitting here doing what i'm doing is a book called the artist's way and that book presupposes that everyone on earth is a creative person you're either creating or you're uh, stunting yourself creatively and you're unhappy. There's only two kinds of people in, in this person's opinion. And so you have to write three pages um, every morning. It's called the morning pages. And you take yourself on an artistic date by yourself once a week. Go to a museum, whatever that looks like for you. All kinds of stuff. Read the book. But born out of that, doing that every day for a year is how I started my TikTok page and started doing all the stuff that I'm doing. And I brought a lot of that energy to the podcast and so far, it's worked out pretty well, you know, uh, changed my life forever. Um, and now I'm still learning how to balance all of that. I'm, I'm, I've got a new problem. Like, how do I grow to the next level while also retaining my mental health? Um, focus on raising my children and being a, a good husband to my wife uh, while answering Discord messages uh, in a timely manner, you know, at the same time. Um, it's tough, but it's good problems to have. So just... It gets better, whatever you're going through. I know that for a fact. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, shit. I mean, 12 years ago, I was homeless. So even though I complain a lot nowadays, like it's, <laughs> wow, like night that, and day, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's better than that. Mm-hmm. Always um, be worse. What's the next question? Uh, where would you all place yourselves on the Kinsey scale? I don't. It's one to seven, right? 
Uh, I pulled it up just to look at it. I think you're right. It's one to six. One to six. One to six. Wow, I'm seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all seven. Can you explain the Kinsey scale to me as someone who's not like as familiar with it as maybe I should be? I don't remember which one's which, but I think one is six is gay and seven and one is straight, right? I don't want to say it wrong, but then I'll explain it to you. I'm looking at the, I'm just looking at the scale here. I'll, I'll turn around so you can see, and maybe you can make some sense out of it. Cause I don't have the context yeah. of what these so numbers it, mean. It actually goes from zero to six on this graph. So zero is exclusively heterosexual and seven is exclusively homosexual okay. or six or whatever. Right. So zero to six, sorry. So six would be exclusively homosexual. And so the Dr. Kinsey was positing that everyone that sexuality is a spectrum. It's not gay or straight. Right. Or it's where on the, everybody's a little gay, except for people at zero, right? Um, and so I, I, I identify as bisexual. Mm -hmm. um, I would say I'm somewhere, I don't know if this is educated or not, but just looking at the graph, I don't know, in the, in the four range. Four? I don't know. Okay. I'm down to clown. You're down to clown? I, I could never, like, marry, I don't think, a guy outside of me just, like, I, I love my wife, right? I'm just trying to think, like. Yeah, hypothetically, yeah. I don't think I would have a, a fulfilling, long-term romantic relationship with a man, personally. I can't imagine that. Now, the, now making out, fooling around, threesomes, none of that stuff in, in the sexual sphere Matt, like means anything to me. It doesn't like gross me out or like, you know what I mean? It does nothing mm -hmm. uh, as far as like, Ooh, it like sounds great. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But like I walking down the street, holding hands, going to a movie, uh, coming home every night. Who what a long day, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> I envision that person is always a woman in my mind. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I don't know around four or so. What about you, Steve? Again, I, I did my explanation make sense? Yeah, yeah, that uh, that helped give it some context. Again, I assume this is like a test that you take, and then these the results is like here you are on the scale, bloop, right? Yeah, Maybe? I guess I, I think I thought it was more a hypothetical. Honestly, oh, okay, uh, I've never taken a Kinsey scale scale test. Mm. Um, I'd be down to. What is that test like? I don't know. Here are three penises. Which one would you suck? <laughs> Which, yeah. And then if you pick one of them, they're like gay. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, no, if I had to, get, I, again, not fully understanding the the complexity of this graph, I would guess somewhere like a two, maybe. Uh huh. Where I don't, I don't like. I know I wouldn't be able to have any sort of like sexual relationship with a guy just because like the the parts don't interest me in that way. Yeah. Um, but balls. Yeah. I, just, I don't even like my own. I don't even like looking at my own balls. <laughs> They're right? not an attractive. They're part. not. Yeah. They look gross. <laughs> but, um, but like, I, 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 I do, I can look at a guy and be like, God damn, that's a gorgeous man. Holy shit. I would kiss him. Hell yeah. But like, and, uh, but like, and, and of course, like everyone knows, like, I just, let me see that dick. Whenever there's a movie, I'm always like, let me see that dick. Cause sure. I find it like empowering. Like, yeah, show me that dick. I'm, yeah, sure. I, I don't look at, I'm not like excited sexually be like, Ooh, I'm titillated. I'm like, yes, show it, be naked, do yeah. it. Um, yeah, probably around there. I think, is that fair? Would you, you know I me guess. pretty well. Do you agree with that? I don't yeah, know. I think so. Okay. I don't, I also don't think you're, um, I'm not a super sexual being. Anyway. Yeah, you're yeah. not a super <laughs> like just horny guy in general. Right. Um, but I, 
it's fun. it made me think of Ron White of all people, the blue collar comedian. Yeah, yeah. Never heard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring this back. <laughs> Can't wait to see where this goes. Because <laughs> as a young man, my first kind of like, um, I don't know what the word is, but like he talked about how everybody's a little gay and coming from like the blue collar comedy tour. It's pretty. It it carried more weight Mm -hmm. than if like Ricky Gervais was talking about it. You know what I mean? Right. And his whole bit made complete logical sense, too. And his whole shtick of this bit was that he was explaining this to an even more redneck man. Right. And he's like, I told my buddy the other day, like, hey, we're all a little gay. And and my my friend was like, no, I'm not. I'm 100 percent straight. And I said, "Okay." You ever watch porn? And he was like, yeah, I love porn. Okay. You only watch porn with two women? No, I love watching a man make love to a woman. Okay. You like it when their dicks are soft? No, I like big heart. <laughs> and like, that's his bit, right? Is that the guy was shocked at what he was saying. Yeah. Um, but I remember, I don't even know how old I was. Definitely not old enough to be watching that, I don't think. But I remember thinking like, um, huh. You know, it was just like. I a, too like a hard dick. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Oh, I didn't mean to. <laughs> were you gonna get, I didn't mean to like steamroll your story. No, there. it's a better ending than I could have given it. What song when you random? We're running out of time, but I do like this one. What song when you randomly hear it? Makes you want to go watch the movies associated with it. Um, for me, it's Son of a Preacher Man, Pulp Fiction, mm. says the person asking this. I was struggling when I read this the first time to think of like, a, what song do I associate? Not 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 like a score. Because obviously if I hear like, like, oh, I'm like, oh, I want to watch mm. Jurassic Park. But what's a song that exists in its own space outside the movie that was used so well in a movie that it makes me want to watch that movie? Right. And I'm like, fuck. There's some good examples. I would say maybe a Knight's Tale with uh, Queen. Yeah. Uh, boom, you know. Bum, bum, psh, yeah. Bum, bum, psh. Which that movie's been, that song's been used effectively in tons of movies. Yeah. But that's for me, it's a Knight's Tale. Mm-hmm. Um, or even um, Angel. Remember that part of the the movie? What song is that? Oh. Ooh, 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 ooh. <sighs> Golden Years. What, who's that? David Bowie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Golden Year. Like all the Knight's Tale music um, does that for me. Edgar Wright's very good at using music. Yeah, actually, the uh, uh, there's a song by Queen called Brighton Rock that goes, there's a lot of songs. Uh, uh, Brighton Rock always makes me think of Baby Driver now because mm-hmm. that's the last song in Baby Driver. And also there's a there's another song. Oh, God, I can't remember. It's it's one of those songs that's just, uh, it's like a bunch of 70s dudes just like going crazy on their guitars. But that's, yeah. uh, that song always reminds me of Baby Driver. Bell Bottoms. Baby Bell Driver, yeah, yeah, Baby Driver's all the songs in there. Like I associate with that movie so much whenever I hear them outside of that movie. You know what the song Tequila Te- makes me think of? Uh, 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 but, oh, ah, God damn, I'm blanking on his name. Pee Wee Herman. No, it's in Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> I think so. Doesn't Tequila? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, I think it's in um, the original. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the live action one from the 90s. Is it? Because Raphael is wearing that trench coat <laughs> with the fedora. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> yeah. 
Tequila, by the way, there was like a meme on TikTok where it was like, if somebody gave you $10 million for not missing a single word of a song, what song are you telling them to play? And tequila. They were like, tequila. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tequila. <laughs> are there any other songs that like pop to you? Like I'm going to hate myself. Hooked on a feeling. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians is good. But Stuck I, in the middle with you. Reservoir Dogs. Ooh, that's a great one. No, that's another Tarant- Tarantino does like really great. Um, like I, I rewatched Kill Bill volume one and two the other day. Mm-hmm. He's just really good with needle drops. And he it's is. always like kind of an anachronistic song that, you know, he's just got a wealth of knowledge of like 60s and 70s rock. It's the same way that Edgar Wright does. Like yeah. most of those songs that he uses in Baby Driver, I'm not even familiar with. I just like them now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he like puts on his fucking vinyls at his house and he's like, oh, I got to get the rights to this. <laughs> yeah, I need this. He did that whole documentary on the Sparks Brothers. Um have you watched oh, yeah. that? No, I've never watched it. I'm not but... familiar with their music. Or I'm just like, it's wild to me that he just devoted a year of his life to that. He's just like, I haven't even heard of the Sparks Brothers. Am yeah. I am I a dum-dum? Probably. Probably, yeah. Um, Do you want to yeah. rapid fire a bunch of these? Uh, what were your guys' favorite subjects in school? Uh, mine's easily English. History. Yeah. President's mm-hmm. Day trivia boy. Mm-hmm. Easily English. I was obsessed with English lit. But I did love uh, psychology. I was an AP psych just because I liked the teacher so much. Uh, Mrs. Davis was amazing. Ms. Shout D- out to Ms. Ms. Davis. Miss D. That's right. She taught me how to play guitar. And psychology. Wow. Well, <laughs> she stayed after school to do guitar lessons with me. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. Uh, just for funsies. Shout out to Mrs. Davis. I always Davis. wore a Stewie Griffin uh, t-shirt. And as you do, she in liked the early me because I was a super smart ass and she was a super smart ass. And because uh, most people found her kind of mean uh, because she was like intellectually impatient with trolls, people yeah. that weren't interested in learning. Mm-hmm. And I just immediately loved her for that. It's, she was the That's type awesome. of teacher. It'd be like, shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Oh, my God. The teacher told me <laughs> to shut the fuck up. <laughs> fuck, Mary kill. Kristen Stewart. Andy. Enza. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, only... Mary, kill Kristen Stewart, Andy, Enza. Andy's right. got to die. And, yeah, we got to kill Andy. Sorry, buddy. I, yeah, in this equation, you got to kill him. I'm going to marry Enza. Of course. She's already does... showed herself to be a steadfast, uh, loyal, loyal partner, l- lifelong partner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, get, getting down with the, with the stew. Yeah. That's the only answer, I think. Or because I don't know Case Two, maybe we kill her. Nope. F- fuck Andy. <laughs> fuck Andy, as we all know, who is the tits of streaming things. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> or the throat. Spe- oh, <laughs> I don't like that one. <laughs> I'm the throat. Ugh. Speaking of Andy, what is needed to be done to get Andy back full time? We need about. A thousand more patrons <laughs> where Andy is so devastatingly jealous and, and mm-hmm. just returns. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I don't know, we we, we smoke him up some meat. <laughs> I mean, he'll come back periodically. We'll, we'll trick him over, trick him to come over. He'll periodically come back for next, you know, pretty, pretty low effort. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's definitely going to be back for to all be a frequent person on the show. I don't know what it would take. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely going to be back for all the Stranger Things 5 when that comes out. Yeah. But... Whenever that Whenever is. Whenever that is. <laughs> Who would you have play you and the other hosts in a movie about your life? Ooh. Do you I have any ideas? No. Um, I'm thinking Owen Wilson could do me justice. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm Kit Laser. Wow. 
Wow. Oh, okay. Welcome back. Oh. Wow. Um, or like a, I feel like uh, Owen Wilson could do. I feel like can we just get like I cast a couple him as Owen you and Wilsons. I cast him as you in my head originally, and then I, when it came out just now, I just tried to run with it. Could you be Luke Wilson and I be Owen Wilson? Sure, <laughs> I'm definitely the Luke Wilson of the show. Uh, or like you could be Chris Hemsworth and I would be Luke Hemsworth. And, and <laughs> no, I'm a Liam. Madison would be, be played by Liam. <laughs> I just want to see Liam Hemsworth go dead ass. Who would play Madison? Saoirse Ronan. It's got to be someone cool. Saoirse Ronan's very cool. Yeah. Thomas and McKenzie. How about Thomas and McKenzie? I like Thomas and McKenzie more, if I'm being honest. Okay. I, I think that's tell closer. Four-time Oscar nominee Saoirse Ronan that you said anything negative. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I think Madison would be stoked if we somehow got a Florence Pugh. Yeah. Yeah. Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't? Yeah. Honestly, I'd be I'd be really happy if Florence Pugh was playing me. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Did you hear those rumors of a potential Florence Pugh casting as Abby in Last of Us season two? I have heard that, and that is incredible. I would be very happy if they do that. I think um, everybody's still leaning towards Shannon Barry, though. Who's Shannon Barry? She was in the wilds. She's a lesser known actor, but she looks dead on. Uh, oh, does she look just like her? And the 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 evidence for that is that around a year ago, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann and Troy Baker began following Shannon Barry on Instagram. Mm. Little sus. Sus. Susserton. As the kids say. Are they say. all fans of the wilds on Amazon? Doubt it. Mm, maybe, maybe, maybe. 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 I mean, <laughs> it's a TV show a lot of people watch. <laughs> uh, do you think the Barbie movie attacked men to achieve equality no. or tried to polarize the roles so as to highlight the struggles of women? I don't know what that means per se, but no. No, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I think the the movie Barbie serves men every bit as much as it does women. Uh, the whole character of Ken is uh, a bunch of men equally weighed down by the patriarchy. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ken's a sympathetic figure by the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Another victim of the system. Right. Mm -hmm. So exactly. Uh, has have Steve and Chris ever kissed? We have not. Mm. Have we done the 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 thumbs over the lips thing? I feel like that is something we might have done. No, nah, I wouldn't want to. Oh, I'm you, going all the way in. Yeah, all in, all or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we pretended to kiss for the promotional photos. We made kissy faces. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. We're also the... in monogamous relationships, folks. It's not that we're afraid. It's yeah. just that we're loyal. I mean, I'm. I know. I'm pretty sure that Chris is a a good kisser, b an amazing cuddler, and c is down to put a pinky in places. So all I'm of okay. those things. I'm okay. <laughs> all of those things. I feel True. protected in his arms. <laughs> Where do you want to be in five years? Is this a fucking job interview? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to be somewhere synergizing and doing numbers and business. No, in five years, I'd, I'd love to be doing this full time. That's something be you don't wonderful. like about yourself. Um, I hate that I'm so good at everything. <laughs> I'm too punctual, if anything. Um, five years from now. If I anything, I would say I'm too humble. I, I would like to be focused. Here's the thing. Like, I love the TikTok stuff. Um, I have this short-term goal to be at a million followers, and I want to make enough money from that to quit my main job, and then I can focus more on, like, building a YouTube channel and, and the podcast itself. That's my goal. That's, like, in the next six months, my, my goal. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but ultimately I would like less visibility because I don't have the mental strength for it. Like negative comments really fuck with me and stuff. And it's just, 
it's everybody's like, it's just par for the course, man. And so I'm starting to think it's just not for me. You know what I mean? It must not be because mm-hmm. I don't, I want literally zero smoke. So I'd rather sell a screenplay or, or three and finish a novel finally and just be the kind of artistically successful where like nobody knows who the fuck you are until you show up where you are valued. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I've told this story before, but it was like uh, one of the skateboarders, uh, Randy Mullins or something, speaking about his fame, um, not Tony Hawk level, but like Randy Mullins, you know, and he was like, my life's great. He's like, I'm rich. <laughs> uh and but like nobody knows who the fuck I am anywhere I go, grocery store, coffee shop, anywhere. I'm just some fucking weird dude until I go to a skate park or a skating event. And then I'm awesome. and Everybody appreciates what I do. As soon as I leave, just fucking Randy again, you know, or whatever. I don't remember who said that it was one of those skateboarder guys. But that hit me like that's what I want, you know, and I feel like authors have that unless you're like Neil Gaiman or Stephen King. You have like anonymously famous and well-respected people kind of, you know what I mean? Right. So that's my goal. I don't know if that's going to work out or not, but I want to just do the podcast and like sell writing. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm using like the face forward content creator stuff to kind of open doors for the other two things is the goal. Yeah. But we'll see. What about you, Steve? I mean, my, my full time or my, my dream for five years is to be doing this full time, you know, helping you out with stuff, you know, doing, doing all sorts of, being able to being able to focus on this and this community we're building is something that really gives me pleasure, and so I would love to expand that. Maybe uh, again, I, I've talked about this before. Like I don't know if you are aware of the kind of funny channel on YouTube. That's always been like, yeah. I want streaming things to be that eventually, or some some form of something I would love like to, that. To broaden this to video games would be so fun. Yeah, because they started off. Um, recording their podcasts and shows in their second bedroom of their apartment. Right. And that's why, cause they just bought this huge mega studio. They have this incredible studio now that they film everything in and they call their studio, the spare bedroom, because that's where they originally started. And that's what this is, is a spare bedroom. Yeah. And so I've always said like, you know, if we, if streaming things can get to that, that's the goal. That's the ideal. I want that. So will we get there? Who's, who's to say, but it's fun to work towards it and it's fun to hang out with everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this journey with us. Absolutely. I've got two more that I think would be fun to go through quickly. I have, I'll just read one last one. Um, let's talk kinks. Okay. Judgment and shame free. Ooh. What are y'all actually into? <laughs> Ooh. My goodness. <laughs> Mom, turn Wait. off right now. Oh, I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> no, Whoa. No. Oh, no, no. No, I am judging. But I told you when we did the first Love Lingle episode, mm-hmm. that would just just so happen to be the one fucking time my mom was at home on her iPad and then YouTube gave her a push notification streaming things as a new video. And she's like, oh, how fun. <laughs> and the second question is like favorite sex position. And she's like, "Ew, <laughs> don't want to know. Reverse cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> and I know my sister listens to the show, too, but I think she's she's OK with that here and that stuff. My sure. I have vivid memories of like when I was being a, you know, a prepubescent boy, my sister would be like, hey, make sure you masturbate. It's healthy and let me know about it. And I'm like, I'm not going to. <laughs> That's why you're so comfortable. Yeah. You know, she's she's a, she's a good role model. I don't really have anything fun or interesting. I'm not going to lie to you, like especially in today's um, climate, you know, where everybody's like, I eat ass, you know, uh, there's very little that I'm into. I, I'm not a furry. I don't, I'm not particularly into feet. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just down to clown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm into anything wild. Like, oh, just, I need you to wear some butterfly wings and peanut butter. You know, like nothing like that occurs to me. <laughs> butterfly wings and peanut butter. <laughs> That's a band name. Add it to the list. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, you know, as boring as an answer as this might be, like I'm kind of the same way. I'm a pretty vanilla type of sex person. Um, I, I, and I don't know if this is, this, I don't think this is a kink, but like, I, I get more gratification knowing that I'm pleasuring my partner. So if my partner's like into something, maybe I'll get into that too, just because that's something I know they enjoy. And I like yeah, giving them like, I'm an pleasure. open book, Yeah, you know? So it's like, just write whatever you want in there. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you know, but like, yeah, there's no, you know, Definitely not like the quote unquote stereotypical kinks that you hear about, like BDSM and stuff like that. Like I've never really been into that so much per se, but yeah. Yeah. But uh, if she was into it, she wanted to spank you. Maybe. <laughs> if she was like, put on this gimp suit, I'd be like, oh, I'm a medium. Uh, <laughs> oh, you got to pick your size. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the final question I had to ask, let me pull it up. Uh, what is the most special and timely gift you have ever been given? Oh, I've gotten so many wonderful gifts. That's so hard. Um, one of my first girlfriends gave me a notebook that I still use today. It's, 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 got, it's got a Henry David Thoreau quote on it. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you've imagined. And so I've always been that kind of a big dreamer guy, hence doing what I do right here, right now. Um, and even the, through all the vagrancy and stuff, I've kept that notebook. So that's pretty special Aww. to me. You know, I had a great birthday recently with tons of good gifts from Steve and Erica and uh, like that uh, Dark Sister Sword keychain. <laughs> um, I, I get I have a lot of good friends and so I get good gifts. Um, I have no idea what to say as far as a timely and particularly special one. I really don't. Um, I know a recent one was uh, the, the video that the fiends made. Oh, yeah, that was, was amazing. That was that brought me to tears. And in a similar vein, you know, so thank you guys who, you know, contributed to that. That meant a whole, whole lot. Um, in a similar vein, my last year of college, I was the vice president of the Norse Film Society. And I kind of looked at my role to try to help uh, the, the freshmen and the younger students. And we, we did like a big film competition at the end of the year and all the new kids that semester didn't know what to do. I'm like, all of you, are you all freshmen? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, you're now my grandchildren. Get in here. And like, I like forced them to like be a part of my group. And I was always trying to help people. And then at the end of my uh, um, tenure at school, a bunch of them had gotten together and they all did a similar thing to the fiends did where they all made like a, this big, like, thank you video for me. And they play, but they played it. So NKU did this thing where, ah, what, what, it was like a big, like all here, are the, all the seniors have worked to get hard to get these final videos made. And they do like a big showing and screening of it. And all the students are there with their families and stuff. And they watch the screening and they had, they're like, okay, they showed everything. Oh, they're like, oh, before we go, cause they got the professors in on this. They're like, we have one more thing. And they play this whole thing where it's a bunch of people just thanking me for everything that like, I, I, I'm it to this day. It still makes me cry thinking about the that they did that. And it, it meant a lot. Cause I, I poured a lot into these people and I believed in them. I think they're going to be way better and more talented than I am in life. And so it was, it just meant a lot that they cared to do that for me on my way out the door. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, videos always get me crying, guys. The, the, <laughs> the Fiend video was a good pull. I mean, I wasn't, I, I was so already emotionally fucked that day that I don't think it, even though I'm a pretty famous crier, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't think I was adequately emoting for how I felt because that was completely out of left field. Didn't expect that at all. And even though the fiends frequently surprise me with their generosity and thoughtfulness, they did it again somehow. They did it again. New level. Hell um, yeah. I hope you guys got some joy out of this. And it was a little weird, uh, but we yeah. got some some kind of wilder questions than we would typically in a, like a mailbag. So I think it, yeah. it, it worked how we thought it would work. Hopefully and, you enjoyed it. Yeah. And sorry if we didn't get to your question, if you submitted one, there's just a lot. We're running out of time. There was a ton. <laughs> yeah. We got to get to recording our American Psycho review, which will drop this Wednesday on Hump Day. And then Day. Cabin in the Woods. For those of you who are not on our Patreon, you'll get to hear that for the first time this Friday. Next week, we're talking about, we don't know yet, actually. It might be. It's it, TBD. It might be Inception. It uh, might be something else. But then the following week. I will actually be in Austin, Texas. I'll be at Fantastic Fest. So we'll have to figure some things out for that. Uh, I'll be down there watching new movies and cool stuff. And being a G. Being a G. Mm-hmm. Being mm-hmm. A, a broke-ass traveler is what I'll be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Eating airport sandwiches. Ooh, the, the greatest. Which you threw away last time you bought I one? I did. You tried, though. I tried. You a hungry I was, boy. I was so hungry. <laughs> but that was disgusting. But thank you all for for tuning in. Sorry we didn't have any cool kinks to talk about. That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Kit. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. Happy streaming.